listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko 64 on Twitter. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Greeny today, and now we talk with Yurko and Meller. What's up, guys? What's going on? What is up with you, gentlemen? Yeah, what's oh, happening you with know, you? Yeah, uh, what's your issue? What's your problem? Well, what's your, just uh, yelling at you know, Mo. What's most, your situation? Mo's calling in. He wants us to watch an FS1 show that no one watches. Which one? Uh, the one with Speak? J.D. McCoy on it. Speak. Speak. Yurko, Speak? you a fan of Speak? Thoughts on Speak? No, I'm not a fan of much. Yellowstone is the only thing I kind of watch on all those. What do they think channels. about Justin Fields? And what's the on other Yellowstone thing with the big spider from outer space? Big spider from outer. space. Remember the big spider from outer space in the little minutes? town in Indiana? Oh yeah, oh. Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger <laughs> Things is the other thing I watched. Yeah, <laughs> that weird spider. I, I, I'm glad you you guys speak Yerko better than I do because the town I, in that, Indiana, that, that that spider from outer yeah. space. Over I'm the course it. over the course of the summer, I ended up watching Stranger yes. Things all four seasons or five seasons, whatever they had to offer. Eleven. No, so, it, oh, I remember eleven, man. So eleven. That, over the when we went on a, uh, I'm going to stun you here. When, when we went on a uh, ski vacation no, with the fam, you, you guys, yeah. with Sam Ritz, where uh, we at? the family, we decided to start watching Stranger Things up and, and down the Matterhorn. Uh, that was back in March. We knocked out three seasons, and then I think we got through the first two episodes of season four, and we have abruptly not continued on. No, I thought the first season was solid. Yeah, first season was yeah. good, and then you know at that point, it's, and then it started getting a little goofy. Yeah, Second yeah. one, it's oh damn the mall. Okay, great the mall. Mm-hmm. Then the third one was even weirder, and it's like, what in the H is going on? Will these yeah. kids ever have any peace? And then they got to drive all the way to Utah, and they got to go to Russia and, to get somebody out. It's like, what the hell's that, going on? That thought is the same thing with Jack Bauer in Twenty Four. It's yeah. like, yeah. how can he have the worst day ever? Every like other year, every other every year, every yeah. year, he has the worst day possible. I always wanted one of the episodes of Twenty Four to just be like him at a diner, just like <laughs> just eating. eating, just being like, no, this hour's for me. Like, have you ever had a day where you've done absolutely nothing? Yeah, you didn't move every like, Sunday. From the couch, you were there for the entirety <laughs> of the day, but you, you didn't, didn't go. Outside. Like, could you imagine yeah. a 24 uh, I would love episode? That. I'd love that, where you don't move. Where Yerk's no at responsibilities. home. There's you just a... don't even have to go to the bathroom. You got tubes tied up yeah. to you. You yeah. just go yeah. and it gets, it flows all the way there. Your Sunday starts as you uh, graggily wake up from uh, a Saturday evening of uh, late yeah. night yeah. Uh, excursion, only to roll yeah. over and then watch the NFL on either England or Germany yeah. at 8.30 in the morning. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it continues through the day of you right. just watching NFL football until... until uh, who would be our Sunday night guy up till Mike Tirico closes things out yeah. for you late at night? Poor, uh, poor Jack Bauer. Every every day is a terrible day for him. It is an awful day. Poor, poor Jack poor Bauer. Bauer. Twenty four. Terrible show. Uh, in uh, ninety six hours, we got a little something going on, don't we? Oh, do we? We got the uh, World the... Cup starting. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Four yeah. days away. Right? Yeah. I four think, days. Three I days away. I think these are the uh, <laughs> the foremost uh, psyched about it right yeah, here. I'm probably excited about it, but not it. Yeah. Do not we want to do a mini draft here? Like right a, now? Like, yeah. A, I mean, a, we could. I mean, we 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 just crossed over noon this morning. I already read two separate. Full previews yeah. for the World Cup. So like, I, I'm amped. I mean, I'm ready I've been, to go. I've been looking at all 32 yeah. teams. I think In- I'm going injuries with, with uh, France. Is I, that what I'm I, seeing? See, I'm, I was going to go with well, France, and then I read that too. There's injuries, right. and then uh, Who, who's coming out of Brazil's group? Brazil. The second with team Brazil. Out of, yeah, with Brazil. 
The second team coming out is going to be the interesting team. Mm-hmm. Also, I think they got England just like planned to go to the final. Yes. Yeah, I saw mean, every I, year. Geez, I mean, England to go. Well, if you take a look at it, they've got nothing. You know, they play the Unidos Estados, who cares? <laughs> but the opposite bracket that they've got to play, if they're number one seed, the number two, they walk. I think they walk. They walk into the semifinals. They've been given a gift from FIFA. Wow. That you get to walk into the semifinals. Sepp Blatter's final gift to England. Congratulations. It, it was good to see him belatedly admit that uh, a World Cup in Qatar is a, yeah. a, a mistake <laughs> and right. a bad idea. You think? Oh, they're, they're admitting. Is this new? Well, new information? Now that he's no longer president of FIFA and he's no longer oh. you know, taking big bags of money, he That's said right. retroactively, you know what, right. it probably wasn't the best idea to have to move the World Cup in the midst of the NFL season. And granted, huh. it, you know, Everywhere else in the world, they don't give a damn. Right. But at the same time, we've got lots of great players who are in the middle of their seasons now. Mm-hmm. Who, to your point about you know France dealing with injuries, there's lots of key players who aren't going to be available. Yeah, Senegal, Senegal's yes, dealing with injuries. Sadio Mane, yeah, uh, and, their best player, and, and Kabubi. Yeah, the guy that yes. plays for uh, who is it? Chelsea, Chelsea. He plays on the back Correct. lines. Yes. Correct. He's got himself a little bit of a hammy issue, also. And honestly, I you know the one thing. Like in the United States, I do think there is usually a bit of a, a we swell. Have some excitement here. And there's well, no. Usually, I think for the World Cup, you do see in some the excitement. summer. In the summer, that's you exactly want. it. Well, the watch parties. Yeah. And the problem is here in the United States. I don't know about you guys, but I was t- I was at, literally talking to Yerko a moment ago when we were walking down. I'm not as amped as I usually am because honestly, like with a 4 a.m. kickoff, mm-hmm. seven, ten, and one most days. It's going to be fun to watch, but yeah. at the same time, during the football season, we have lots that we're yeah. There's we're, bigger we're fish to fry. On. Yeah, there, there's stuff like on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. There's stuff we're going to be watching where yeah. the World Cup game. Like we do, kind of luck out with the U.S. because Monday at one o'clock for their first game, we'll all be at work, and we'll people who have time off, you can you can watch and consume that game. Friday, 1 o'clock again, so it's a spot. But there are the some college football fans that are going to be yeah. into watching college football. I'll be watching But that will be a spot. But, like, if the games fall on Saturday and Sunday, come on. Yeah. In this country, we'll be watching college football and pro Absolutely. football. Absolutely. So they're going to take a hit there for sure. I, I do think that, like, a part of the novelty is the, the people getting together for watch parties. And when it's in the summer, it's, like, in big town squares right. and parks and it's yes. fun like yeah no one is going to be going outside no. to watch soccer games together in the next month and like that to me is a part of the appeal of why the world cup is so much fun is you see the u.s score and then they cut to here's kansas city and new york and los and all these different cities around the country where people are celebrating that's not going to be the same no, thing this four years. when it's here well, not in Chicago. I want to go. Yeah, yeah. in Chicago. Not, well, the closest one is Kansas City, right? Yeah, That's the closest yeah. site. I'll do that. It will be Kansas City or uh, isn't Houston also hosting games? I believe that, that's that Detroit correct. Detroit this year? Detroit didn't get anything? No, nothing oh, in the what, Midwest. Wow. Yeah, no Midwestern teams got um, it. So Our city's got but it. But that's four years away. Yeah. yeah. We've and got Canada's on the coast too, right? Canada's uh, in Vancouver. Yeah, it's basically, it's basically all of the stadiums that were selected are on both coasts yeah. for the most part. Uh, and then I think Houston, and that's and that's close to the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that's so. your 2026 World Cup preview. So are you? Florida, so yeah. you guys have a full breakdown today? of the World Cup? Yeah, no, not today. <laughs> okay. We are going retrospective a, a little bit, Friday. though. I hope you guys don't mind. Since sure. 2023 is going to be an important draft for the Chicago Bears, sure. we're going to reflect back on 1983. Oh, okay. okay, and look at that key draft for the okay. Chicago Bears and all the power players. What that time came is that? Two oh five. And what no, set up well, the? That's uh, for, for that, no, it's a. Going to be twelve twenty all the way to 
Oh, that's fantastic. Two o'clock, yeah. Was Danny in the meeting today? What's going on? No, he was not. Who's oh, Danny? Well, no wonder. <laughs> what it do was, you mean? What it, are you it was that it was that to break down it was that or break down another Bulls loss. So, uh, I don't think that's I mean, okay. yeah, There's a game on Sunday that you guys could talk about, right? We'll sprinkle in, don't worry. We'll sprinkle in plenty of current day bears. It's in the No, I like that. Why why are you being a jerk? That's a good idea. Look at that season that happened thirty years ago. Forty years ago. Forty years ago. It's the most important off season. You're being a jerk. What do I need to know that happened? Forty years ago. Don't touch my 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 yogurt. What a good off season looks like. Don't touch my. Don't finger my yogurt. <laughs> you can't help it because you've got no imagination. I can. I don't no, need to live in the past. The past no. is for cowards and losers. Is exactly. what I heard. Yeah, exactly. That's why you don't want to know about the Bay of Pigs, World War One, World War Two. That's, That's different. That's why you keep making mistakes. That's different. And the world keeps making mistakes. That's different. Because you quit thinking about the past. That's different. Learn from the past. That's different. And that's what I'm asking them for the Chicago Bears to do is learn from it's the past. It's a different game now. No. It's, it's a different not. kind of game. It's not. You still draft, don't you? You do draft. Dude, but it's oh, a... okay. Thank you. But the, the... So the draft still exists, but right? The, but the, so the, the, the way you game, play the game it? is different. Isn't the game the same? Is the way you play the game different? Is the different? game is the, the way same. you play? Is what you do in April the same as it was in 1983? Yes, thank you. Lacanoche, good night. Bye bye. You have no argument, period. It's over. It's You're drafting done. the same kind of players? You're, done. You're drafting running You're backs done. in the first round? You're done. How many running backs went in the first you round of the 1983 just draft? Got lost. Let's you see. got dropped. Let's look this up. Drop. Let's look this Four up. and three and two and one. Drop. Let's see. That's what just happened. Nineteen you know. NFL draft. Let's Stuart see. Jeff, how do you how do you he score doesn't this want to matchup? Think about the past. Oh, I think hey. I'm hey. running back second oh, no. and third K-O overall. Another running round. back. KO. First so you're round. saying that you're okay that you like? K-O hold on. Hold on. First hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm icing. I'm a soldier at war. Let me ask you this. You got to be careful with me. Let me ask you one question here. Let me ask you one question. You want a piece? Well, you physically just violated me. You physically just violated me. You saw that. He, I was physically violated by him. No time to titillate me, please. All right, listen. So, second, third, and eighth overall. Michael Haddix. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Running backs. Is that, what, sure you're, is that what you want to say? Keep going. There's more. Is that there's what you more. want? No. Who'd the Bears draft in 83? I'm just saying, is Who'd that what you want? the Bears draft in 83? What the, did the Bears do? Jimbo Who'd the Colbert. Bears draft in 83? A tackle. 83, offensive tackle. How do yeah. you build a team? Offensive tackle. Keep going. Who'd they draft in the second round? Oh, no, they know. had another first-round pick. Why don't you go ahead and take a look at the other first round? I'm just asking if you're Willie a proponent. Willie Gall! What do the Bears need? Offensive tackle and wide receiver, right? Oh, can you learn from 1983? He's doing the whole show I in the first segment. No, I think not. you can. He's schooling you. He's you not. Can. What you're doing is being he's educated not. right now. Yeah. Well, I'm asking and most you. Most of the time, the pupil doesn't know he's being educated, <laughs> but the teacher yeah, does. We know they need offense. You're not telling Education. anybody anything. They don't know I'm they need offensive you line. Who are you? I'm who, it to you. What, what, what knowledge are you giving You've out to people educated. that they, see? This is when someone's wrong knows no. they just yell. You no. can tell what channel he watches no, a lot. Oh, you're um, all. You're not gonna go quiet. You're not gonna go quiet at home. Are you? No. What I'm saying is, you're gonna let the other in a debate. You let the other person talk. Okay. Go pet him in the debate, bit. you let the other person talk. It'll I've seen okay. this tactic before. I see it'll it a lot. Okay, see it a lot in October's. It's I see okay, it a lot in November's. You know what I'm right? Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're 100 percent right. You're you're always correct. Yeah. So Your everybody knows what golden. knowledge. 
Your football thoughts are the best in the city, and they can never even be argued. Somebody <laughs> no, that's that true. That's on Somebody a promo. cut that up that's and in put a promo. in a promo. <laughs> that's already in a yeah. promo. Somebody cut what that knowledge up are you giving people that we don't know that they need offensive line? <laughs> well, no, we need more than an offensive line. We need an offensive line. We need wide receiver. We need a shutdown corner. Okay. We need an elite pass rushing defensive end, which were all taken in this draft. But what knowledge times. are you giving people that wasn't that's already what, there? I'm giving them the knowledge that it's happened in the Bears' past, okay. and we need to find a way to replicate it. All right. We're going to hearken back to the days of I'm just giving yeah. you crap about taking running backs. I know you are. I know what you're doing. <laughs> you're busting my chops. But, but everybody knows they need the offensive of line. Look at this guy, stud too, Chris Hinton. Everybody knows that your phone's on. My heavens. Billy oh, Ray Smith. I'm Billy trying Ray to jump Smith into the Twitch chat to find B- out what's going Billy on Ray as they watch you guys fight. Billy Ray Smith they're was there. somewhat of a dud. Blackledge was a dud, but that's what happens when I'm you're sure not fighting. Your goes just talking over me. I'm that's a, not fighting. Guys, I'm being a pee head. That's okay. I am that a lot. That doesn't never stop me. All right. But here's the other lesson to be learned. I would call one of your charming qualities, actually. You can learn it in every draft. Yeah. There are grotesque busts taken in the first round of this draft. I mean, to the point where it's awful. And that's the minefield that the Bears are going to have to try to avoid Mm -hmm. as they start analyzing who they're going to take in this thing. Michael Haddix. And whether we like it or not, the draft is going to be a big part of what we're doing here. Of course. Come. April. Vilas Jones Jr., that's a minefield, oh, right? Yeah, that's a big minefield. you, you got to right watch there. that out. That's a claim. Right? That's a yeah. third-rounder who can't cluster. even be active. That was a bouncing Betty of so a So you're going to say if they finish with the top, second, or third pick, he wants them to take a running back, as no. it was replicated in the 1983 draft. He did draft. not say you're being no. a jerk. No, I think he, he just said that. that. He said he wants assumption. to replicate Mel- the 83 draft. He said he wanted to replicate the 83 draft. That's what happened. I wanted to replicate what the Bears did in the 83 draft. Aha. They took Seattle Seahawks to Kurt Warner, not that Kurt Warner. The first Kurt Warner. The first Kurt Warner with a C. Kurt Warner with a C, yes. What did the Bears do is what I said. I know, but you want to replicate the 83 no. draft. I'm replicating the 83 draft. What the Bears draft. did in the 83 draft. Give me Kurt Warner with a C. What did the Bears do in the 83 draft? Dra- they drafted the uh, offensive uh-huh. line. Yeah, right there. Richard Dent they got. I they understand got that. Bortz, they got Boom. Dick Dorsett. But you want to replicate. So it depends on where they fall, right? Connection. So if they fall second or third, though, we're taking a running back. No, no, no. What, wait, I know wait, what you're trying on. to be. You're where trying to do it calmly, but you're from? being a bigger pee head than I was. <laughs> <laughs> a bigger one. Well, Much bigger. Stinkier, too. <laughs> Oh, so what do you guys got coming up on the show now that Yurko's giving <laughs> everything it? he's got in I'm the first done. 10 minutes? I'm wow. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm going to take a nap right now. What's going great. on? I enjoyed that. Oh, it's <laughs> L.A. LA Miller? L.A. Mike Richardson, by the way, in the second round. Cornerback. Yes. What they did. Yes. They went tackle. Wide receiver. Yeah. Corner. Not that L.A. Mike was ever a shutdown corner, but L.A. Mike was a pretty damn good corner in this sure, league. He was a in the league for a long time. He complimented Leslie Frazier nicely. I like the way you put that. He complimented him. Dave Dorsett. There he is with the 64th pick. Who? That was my number in the league. Oh, I like it. Man. <laughs> That's great. I'm just telling good you. stuff. Yeah, so we'll be well, yeah, we'll fantastic. continue to break down the oh, 83 and, draft. And, Fair. and Tom Thayer. Offensive yes. guard, Tom, Tom Fair. Fair. I mean, what a draft That's that was. That's a great was. draft. And that draft that needs to smart. be replicated 40 years later. It's smart to the look up. quality the, of players that the Bears took. The most important Bears offseason to look at when the Bears had massive success massive in the draft. I, I get it. It makes sense. It's it the fits. 40-year anniversary. I, I want to like celebrate so. it. Yeah, smart. We're going to build the 2023 Bears. Adam was picking on the me. 1983 <laughs> Bears <laughs> blueprints. Poor baby. Uh, we're also <laughs> obviously going to talk about uh, a guy who gets 
it's, feelings were hurt. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. They're, Why do you guys make me listening? rage against the machine? I'm sorry, Jeff. I, no. I apologize. Hey, I don't want to interrupt. We usually go to 22, 23 yeah. in Crosscox. Yeah. That's you guys, true. Yeah. You guys usually go to 24, 25. Hey, you guys did that earlier. Yeah, we did. How about that? What did you talk about? straight to 22. Upset of the day. What? Was it? Oh, uh, that cap made it. That all cap the way to the end 20? Of 20 minutes. I know. In. Pretty good. I thought it was right? Western Michigan over Central Michigan last night in a snowball. Right. Like that's pretty good. Up we got wrapped up in a Bulls conversation. Did you? Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to go lift. It was nice. <laughs> it, oh, it usually has lift. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Usually, what happens is uh, we come in and we say, "Hey, uh, we have cross." He's already packed. And he says, "Well, I have to go lift. <laughs> I gotta go." And then I lift every day. It's Shay's. Shay needs to tell him that we're going to. And yeah. Then there's conflict yeah there's always no. conflict no Never. not always. i didn't say always i just said that in that scenario are, are you guys going to be with us at the same time tomorrow no, no we're not i mean no. we'll be here yeah, yeah we'll, we'll chris be and i will you. be here with you tomorrow right. but carmen will be here we will not be cross talking with no. you no greedy's yeah, in tomorrow oh is he yeah all right yeah we'll have the show tomorrow it's good uh, to tomorrow see night. you guys it's good to, well, we're hanging out with you we we'll, we'll be with you we've got a wonderful cohesion going here don't we you know, I think what the, the underlying stress here, and I don't think you guys realize this, mm. is the knowledge that when when our bottle pops from Pew Whiskey, selection number 11, uh, mm-hmm, no, 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 that no, we're going to outsell no, you guys no, no, no. like there's See, no here's tomorrow. See, here's okay. the problem. Here's the problem. you guys. Here's the problem. You're, uh, I think that Carmen does you a disservice. He's not picking a, 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 a bourbon for the people. You guys are going to be elite. Yeah, Elitist. he's picking no. a bourbon for himself. If you want to drink a whiskey. We pick a bourbon for the people. I the Black and Abdallah pick. For the people. I the barrel that we I get you. That's what I tried to sell last time, too. For the people. I went with the hint of mint. Yeah. I and went that's... with the flavor profile that was so opposite of bourbon that not even. Nobody <laughs> wants to taste strawberry leather. Not even, mm, yeah, not even Irish, uh, you know, Irish whiskey fans wanted a piece of it. I went so oppo of the taste. That it kind of backfired on me. <laughs> yeah, now, we, the consensus was the bottle that we picked, and we had the second pick. Uh, when the Binnies guys sit there, and the few guys tell yeah. you, this is the creme de la creme. Yours yeah. is very yeah. good. I will yeah. say it's that. Good. It's very good. Oh, it's just got a cherry Ours flavor. is a little bit more approachable. Yeah, that's the what common we're going folk. for. No, we're going for the people. Yeah. Well, we we wanted the people sense. to be a part of it. I'm just understanding where the stress is coming from on Adam's oh, yeah. part. He's, he's upset. When there's 27 cases sitting yeah. on the shelves, and our are all gone, and we're shaking hands with everybody. We'll just buy our own cases. We don't care. I think that's going to happen. I mean, you guys might be dressing up the two ladies. You might be dressing the wives up and saying, Oh, we want go this. through the line again. We want the black and uh, <laughs> and, and, and dollar bottles, please. Well, the, right it's an even the, playing uh, field. They're not putting our faces on it because otherwise, you would guys would definitely win. Well, my face, yeah. Well, oh, wow. my a nice face, face hasn't been able to sell much of anything. I mean, <laughs> well, it's I a nice face. Show. It's a good when face. They, when I'd they say it. face for radio, they truly mean me. <laughs> no, that's not true. About. I've seen them walking by and stopping. Yeah, that's the I've company. seen them. That's the energy overwhelming. I've seen it. That's the energy overwhelming them. Yeah. And let's face it, there's a lot of girls walking around with astigmatisms that refuse to wear glasses. <laughs> Though I do believe the glasses look is kind of a hot look. I do it like the, yeah, the glasses that look isn't bad. Thing? Yeah. All right, we got to go. We're up against the clock. You guys got to go. It's time for you guys to leave. Oh, we're, we're, past we're staying. Not up against we're, Yeah, them. we're staying. And uh, you guys will have a fantastic show coming up next. I'm feeling it, man. I'm, we've got other stuff also. I didn't yeah, you got it. Todd uh, Furman. You got McKnight at the movies. I didn't mean to destroy my 83 commentary. Because Sorry, we got plenty more to I didn't go. mean to destroy Thank your you. energy for the next two hours. The, you know what? The Bears I'm bucket, hold it is <laughs> endless. All right, Meller and Yurko coming up next. See what Carmen and Yurko were talking about on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today.
This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Carmen and Yurko with you until 2 o'clock today. I am Jeff Meller in for Carmen DeFalco, who has the day off. We will be getting you set for week 11 of the NFL slates later with Todd Furman, who will join us at 135, let you know what you need to know, what plays are the strongest in his portfolio. And of course, Yurko and I will uh, hit him up for his World Cup picks as well. We'll do that around 135. Of course, it's Thursday, which means we'll have McKnight at the movies for everybody out there, Yurko. And of course, we have started by breaking down the 1983 Bears draft. We did. give me your reasoning behind when you were driving in and you were dreaming up all the creative ideas that you always do. Why? It it was yesterday. I'm thinking, you know, okay, everybody's kind of, the season, the season, not me. I like to see the Bears continue on to win games. That's what I believe is important. Learning how to win in the NFL and having your quarterback, the most important position on the field, having him learn how to win, how to be successful in the fourth quarter is as important as him learning when to pull the trigger. Okay, You've got to learn how to win in this league. Mm -hmm. And when the quarterback learns how to win, he can drag some people along with him and also learn how to win. Now, maybe that's something that's going to be a process that not only continues into this year or through the rest of this year, but into next year. And it's all right. I get that. And then I hearken back to, you know, thinking 2023 draft. Everybody wants them to have a nice pick, third, fourth, fifth, sixth pick, something nice and early, and they don't care whether they win or lose. And then I started thinking about, geez, 2023, 83, 40 years ago is when the Bears had a draft that changed the fortunes of this team. They drafted McMahon the year before, and then they went about the business, and they weren't good. I mean, they drafted McMahon in 82. Mm-hmm. And 82 is the strike year. So basically that was a garbage year. Now they're going about the deal where they got a new collective bargaining agreement going into the 83 season. And they had a draft that was going to kind of maybe shape the way they were going to be. And ultimately that draft turned out to be fantastic for the Chicago Bears. They end up getting six starters. And I mean six starters that played for an extended period of time. Yes. I mean, that's a fantastic thing. And that's, that's, that's great. And not just starters. You're talking... You know, a couple of Hall of Famers as well. Richard Dent, Jimbo Covert. So you, you're talking about the critical pillars that you build your team around. Uh, Tom Thayer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of your guys that you got in the 83 draft a little bit later on. And he went on to play, I believe, a couple of years in the in the USFL before he rejoined the Chicago Bears uh, initially. You you mentioned Mike Richardson earlier, Dave yeah. Duerson, of course, Mark Bortz as well. So those are the six that stand out. Yeah, and those are the 12, six. You had 12 selections of those 12. You hit on 50% at, and not just hit, but essentially every one of those names, again, not only linchpins to that team, but more than but just they, starters. And they weren't all first-round picks. I mean, Willie Gall Correct. and, and, and your tackle, Jimbo Covert, obviously were first-round picks. Then you go into the second where you pick up a guy, but you don't get Bortsy and you don't get uh, uh, Richard Dent till much later in that draft. Eighth round, back when the draft was right. was twelve rounds long. Exactly, exactly. So you end up finding these guys a little bit later in the draft. You know, seventh round picks don't go. Seventh round picks don't matter. Seventh round seventh round picks do matter. They used to draft three hundred thirty six guys. Mm-hmm. You know, now with thirty two picks and some compensatory picks in only seven rounds, you're only looking at about two hundred and thirty. 
240 guys that end up getting drafted. You've got a slew of other guys that can play in this league that don't get drafted that you've got to find. So if you've got four compensatory picks in the seventh round or you've got some more seventh-round picks, those picks end up you know, being important. Those are important picks in the seventh round to find guys that have the talent to play in the NFL. So I got, to, uh, I got a hankering for that, and that was a foundational draft for the Chicago Bears. And guess what? In April of 2023... This is going to be a foundational draft for the Chicago Bears. And Ryan Poles is the guy that's going to have to pull the trigger and get it done. Absolutely. And it's interesting you brought that up. I didn't intend to go here, but because you did mention the importance of hitting on draft picks later in the rounds. You can't just, first of all, it's nice, at least we hope it'll be nice to have a GM in place who also won't have this propensity to whiff on first-rounders as well, right? At the very least, the hit rate in, on first-rounders from Ryan Poles probably going to be better than Ryan Pace just by the fact that he's not Ryan Pace because Ryan Pace was so bad at hitting on first-rounders. So that'll help. But also, Ryan Poles actually, uh, two days ago, was on Peter Schrager's podcast, and he talked about the importance of hitting on some of those late-round picks. I'd like to share that with you next since uh, you brought up the 83 drafts. We can play that, and we can continue to have this discussion. And, of course, Justin Fields. He met the media yesterday. He seems to have more confidence, but he also gave us a little nugget about how he's feeling, and it struck me as odd. I'd like to share both those things with you next on Carmen and Yerko. You're listening to Carmen and Yerko on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yerko. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Jeff Meller in for Carmen today on Carmen and Yerko as we talk about the Bears heading to Atlanta today. Yerko laid out the learning from the 1983 draft, building, using that as a blueprint for how the Bears go forward and potentially start building a actual playoff contender, not just a three and seven team that everyone's happy to throw bouquets to because the quarterback. Maybe that's what bothers me too, just the fact that everybody's so happy that the Bears are losing. No, well, come on. We no, ha- no, there's real joy in the fact that no. the Bears are well, losing okay. so they can draft. Because the, 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 here's That's the, the f- argument that gets thrown once. at me. Well, uh, if they were going to make the playoffs, then, I, I, I'd be, you know, then I'd be really concerned. But they're not going to make the playoffs, so I'm happy they're losing so they get the better draft choice. Fair. I, the fans' perspective is that, in a lot of ways, what happened last Sunday was the best of both worlds, yeah. right? You saw something. You saw... Another productive game from Justin Fields and the offense, and yet still you lost a game. So that's the fan perspective, right? right? Where you're hopefully building a better roster down the road if you have a higher draft pick. I'll see to you, the, though, that you know, I last week that was a game right. I, I kind of wanted to see them win against the Lions. That's a team you need to beat if you're the Bears because, to your point, and I'd like you to expand on this, you need to learn how to win a little bit in the league. Well, no, that's what we're talking about. You've got to learn how to win. Uh, the frustrating thing for me, too, is the emergence of the quarterback, Justin Fields, has simply been mostly lakes. Yes. So 95% of what I'm seeing is he's been able to become the best running quarterback in NFL history. It's a given. I'll give him that. He deserves it. It's his. He's earned it. You're the best running quarterback that ever played in the NFL, but you're the 36th best passing quarterback right now in the NFL. Now, I've said he's exciting to watch. He's dynamic to watch. 
uh, he's been better in the red zone and getting the ball into the end zone and finding a way to execute the plays that are there. And that's been better, and that's been better. So, say, before going into this three-game stretch that he's just had, he was 32, mm-hmm. I'd move him up to about 27. Right? So the improvement's there in the throwing department mm-hmm. to take him to become the 27th best quarterback in the NFL. Then I hear all the ratings. Where would you take them? Let's draft the quarterbacks. Let's redraft the I was part the, of that. The, the draft. Let's do all this type of stuff and the silliness that he's better than Trevor Lawrence, which he's not. He wouldn't get drafted above Trevor Lawrence by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, whoa, 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 Trevor whoa. Lawrence does what quarterbacks should do. Throws, tr- he throws, throws interceptions Trevor, in the red zone? Tre- well, what, what, what our guy just do? I'm saying but Trevor what, what Lawrence did, does that what did plenty our guy too. Just do? Our guy I, basically lost the game for us here. Correct. So Fields was but Trevor Lawrence has done Trevor Lawrence has done that plenty of times himself. Trevor this year. Lawrence's overall statistics as a passing quarterback this year are far superior to what Justin Fields has to offer up as a throwing quarterback. Am I correct? You are correct. correct. I cannot dispute one. I've already acknowledged you who the best running quarterback in league history is. Uh huh. In league yes. history. Yes. Okay. But I have a feeling being the best running quarterback in league history doesn't lead to much. I agree with you there. It doesn't lead to much. That's right? where... That's my argument. And I'm positive. I'm, I'm happy number one is with the Chicago Bears. But I still would like to see some more improvement. And there's going to be more improvement. And he's got 27 games to improve before you have to make a decision on him. And it's got everything to do with his ability to pull the trigger when it needs to be pulled. That hasn't changed. All the great stuff that's happening for him at the quarterback position has come from his legs and from red zone development where he's been able to find his guy and get the ball into the end zone. And that's fantastic. I'm doing backhand flips down the street. Mm -hmm. okay. But the ability to pull the trigger when the trigger needs to be pulled is still the thing that needs to develop. That's the next thing in line for Justin Fields. And when that starts to happen, I believe the victories start to come and everybody's going to be overall happy. So that's a good thing. So... Here's the thing, though. Learning how to win. How much of it do you put on the shoulders primarily of Justin Fields, but also the players surrounding him? This past week, the loss to the Lions wasn't all on Justin Fields. No, it's the defense. Obviously, the defense is problematic for this team. But when you've got a defense that plays the way they do, you cannot help the other team. Mm -hmm. Special teams touched down the week before. Last week, interception returned for a touchdown. That's the defense not giving up points. But those points look sure. like they belong right. to the defense. So uh, you can't make things tougher on them when you've got a, a, you know, a no. lousy defense right now. By choice. By choice. Yes. The Bears have chosen to go this direction. So they have chosen to make life more difficult for their defense and then for their football team. Okay? By choice. So, and I understand the better players around will help make Justin Fields better, too. This is, it's, it's not... Something that you can just look at in two dimensions and say, oh, there it is. This is it. This is a multi-layered, multi-faceted, multi-prismed type of uh, situation where a lot of things are dependent upon the other. Sure. Okay? So, I mean, I acknowledge that also. Okay? But, man, I want to win. I hate losing. And listen, I and agree for, with for those that love to lose because you get your better draft position, I can't do it. Yeah, and, and for the most part, I tend to reject the notion of like i know when the, the nfl is not the nba the idea of tanking even though the bears have lost six of their last seven there's certainly plenty of winnable games on this schedule down the road here where and they certainly didn't lose them intentionally correct they were trying to win exactly. all those football games and against the falcons this week in atlanta it's a road test but again it's a team that is beatable for the bears one of the worst defenses in the league right now in atlanta so another opportunity for justin to go out and 
learn how to win, right? Um, you pointed out, though, he's doing all this success with his legs on the ground. Now, he addressed the media yesterday. He was asked specifically about how his body is feeling with all these additional rushing attempts and extra hits. I don't, I don't even know if it was a hit. It was just a run. My legs just felt heavy after the game and stuff like that. So, um, you know, uh, the guys in the strength uh, for, on the strength staff said that my load's been pretty high. So, um, just, you know, doing a little bit of bit of tapering back you know this week in practice and stuff like that so i found that curious to hear a football player say his legs felt heavy not something i can actually remember a player revealing ever before to be honest with you well usually you get a dead leg syndrome in training camp Mm -hmm. where your legs go dead they don't have life they don't have the pop and the bounce that they usually have that usually happens in training camp after you went about one and a half weeks hard yep your, your legs are going to be gone for about four or five days then they replenish themselves, you get a day off, and the next thing you know, you're back better and stronger than you ever were before. During the season, I don't remember it. I, I, I never heard it myself where my legs feel dead, they do this, they do that. I don't remember that. And is it the field taking it out of them? That new turf that they have, is it taking it out of them? Is it a sand base that's sucking a little bit of energy out of them legs? I don't know. It's a brand new field. Did he have a problem with it last year? Or dead legs during the season? Or could it be this, this sand-based Bermuda grass, super potent, super powerful, super strength Bermuda grass that's going to last for the next seven weeks? Could it be, though, just the additional volume that he's carried over the last five weeks? All of a sudden, you know, he's running 12, 14, 8, 15, 13 times the last five games. So there and, you know, that doesn't even account for the additional scrambling that he's doing behind the scr- uh, behind the line of scrimmage, where he's also then looking for you know opportunities to throw the ball. Uh, he also was asked, uh, so what are you doing to preserve your legs? Yeah, just making sure I'm getting, you know, as much treatment as I can during the week, uh, doing whatever uh, I can, you know, maybe tapering back. You know, I usually do extra conditioning, like the quarterbacks will run a gas or two during practice, so I probably won't do that today um, just to, you know, save my legs for the game this upcoming Sunday and it's treatment, really. So, I less gassers, no sprinting. Yeah, I hope the treatments are contrast. That's what I think he needs. You know what contrast is? One minute in the cold tub, two sure. minutes in the hot, one minute in the cold, two minutes in the hot, one minute in the cold. So you rush the blood in there with the hot, and you slow the blood down in the cold, and that kind of forces the legs to kind of... I always thought it was a rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime we got done with doubles Healing, during, yeah. during, the, uh, during the summer at Jacksonville, we just jump into the cold tub. Mm-hmm. And that's all you wanted at that point, the, the cold tub. But when your legs were tired and they were dead, and it was before practice, I like to double bubble it. Yes. And, and then finish in the hot tub for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Get, and then do stretching in the hot tub. And uh, in Jville, we had a, a hot tub pool that was deep. And it had two levels on it. One was a more shallow level. The other one's a deep level. Yeah. So you can get in there and you can work and you can stretch your hamstrings, your calves. You can get up and down quads, based on everything you needed. Yes. So that's what I would recommend for Justin Fields if he wants to feel a little bit more life back in those legs again. Increasing the blood circulation. And the truth is that this is the, the push and pull with a dynamic running quarterback, right? As, and I have a feeling we're going to need his legs for the yeah, rest of the year, too. I would agree the way because the offense... what's been established yeah. is kind of what's still going to work until... It fires for him. Sure. So it fires for him. So as the season progresses, though, a running quarterback. He, now he said the hits. You know, they they he nothing that he can that he's noticed that has bothered him. I will say, you continue to run twelve to fifteen times a game. Chances are, at some point down the road here, you will expose yourself to a hit. 
that could leave you, right. you know, banged up a little bit. I think bit. he's done a great job of avoiding. Mm-hmm. But when he had to run the guy over to get into the end zone, he ran the guy over. Yes. I think that's like the first hard shot I saw him yeah. running the ball. Yeah. Besides the cheap shots he faced earlier in the year. Well, I will say, as a, when a quarterback, the design runs or he escapes from the pocket, it does feel like a quarterback has a little bit more control over the hits they expose themselves to. Whereas in the pocket, when you're kind of just right. sitting in there, if, and especially if you're a quarterback who isn't as adept as someone like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers manipulating the pocket, you're exposing yourself to blindside well, hits more frequently. I think the situations. hardest hit he took this year was the, the little quick screen to the running back on the touchdown. Uh, maybe three games ago, where he got crunched between two players. Cowboys against the Cowboys? Or the, or the, Patriots. the Patriots. Patriots game. Yes, oh, yes I recall. Got, on Monday he night. Got, he got the old Malachi yeah. crunch. Yes. Where he got it from one side into the other side. I think that, that was right. dumped to Cleo Herbert, right? Right, and he was looking for the, he was looking for the penalty. They scored yes. a touchdown on yes. the play. He's looking for a penalty, and they're like, well, there's and, no penalty here. I mean, you got hit from one side, and the guy was, you got hit into the other guy. The and, other guy didn't hit you. You got hit into him. And, uh, yeah, that did occur inside the pocket. I'm Jeff Meller in for Carmen today. We will take your calls, 312-332-3776. I see Andy wants to discuss the Fields versus Lawrence uh, scenario that Yerko brought up. We'll bring him in next and a couple more callers as well. And I have some numbers, too, about Justin Fields' historic pace as a running quarterback. We'll get to those next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Bring Carmen and Yurko with you at home or in your office. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Wow, it was even longer than I thought. was just reminiscing with Chris Black, Adam Abdallah, and Yurko during the break about the Bears-Patriots game played at Soldier Field back in 2010. I thought it was a little more recent than that, but uh, that was, of course, when there was snow everywhere. Very few people in the stands at Soldier Field. I was there with my dad. Black was there with his dad. And Abdallah said that's one of the few games he's... If, maybe the only game, Abdallah, right, that it's you've ever declined? the only game I've said no to where I'm in town. Like, if I'm in town and Chris asks me, I'll go. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I'm out of... Like, last week I was out of town, so I said, no, I couldn't go. But that's the only one where I, like, looked at the door. I was like, you know what? Not for me. <laughs> You'll They're going to get smoked, and I'm going to sit in the, and get in 12 inches of snow? No, thank you. That Patriots team came in 10-2. and two. The Bears were 9-3. and three, But everyone kind of knew that the Bears were probably not really that good. And the Patriots came out and put 33 first-half points on the Bears in the snow. And it was a pretty empty soldier field at that point. The reason we started discussing that is because there's conversations right now that the Buffalo Bills game in Buffalo, where they're hosting the Cleveland Browns on Sunday, could potentially be moved to Detroit because of a blizzard, Yurko. Soft. What do you mean, moving? <laughs> what are you moving? Moving the game. When they, when they played the Cincinnati, uh, you know, it was a Cincinnati-San Diego game in Cincinnati the in the early ball. 80s. Yeah. And kickers couldn't even kick the ball. That was the AFC title game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, nobody cared about anything back then. It's let's, let's go play football. The game is scheduled. It's scheduled here. And whatever the hell happens is whatever the hell happens. Let's go. Well, what's the matter? Buffalo Move. Bills fans? The Bills Mafia not going to be able to break tables in the snow? Uh, apparently there's a blizzard. There's potentially three to five feet of snow. Three to five feet of snow. Lake effect? I guess. It's got to be coming off the lake. Orchard Park. What is that? Lake? Uh, is that Lake Erie out there? What are we looking at way out that neck uh, of the nape? 
my uh, Buffalo geography is not yeah, as strong as some of my Lake other. Gary. It's okay. got to be Lake Erie. Yeah, probably. So, uh, or Huron. Is it Huron? Lake Ontario? It's, it's not Michigan. I'll tell you it's that. It's not Superior and it's not Michigan. We um, know that for damn sure. All right. So, Buffalo, Cleveland, that game could be moved to Detroit on Sunday. And the reason they're discussing that as a possibility, of course, the Lions are not at home. But Buffalo plays Detroit on Thanksgiving. Oh. And so their concern is that they don't want to push it back a day because Buffalo playing on Monday doesn't work if Buffalo has to play on Thursday right. for Thanksgiving. So I get you. Because it's obviously a big national television game in Buffalo, of course, with Josh Allen. And uh, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're a good TV draw these days. They don't want to just send the Lions out uh, alone on uh, Thanksgiving Day. So All right, you well, listen, I get it a little bit. I mean, but, yeah, wow, you know? What, what if it comes in it's only five inches of snow? I think it's certainly a possibility. Yeah, what are the predictions? You what, know? what are they going to you do? Know, how you know? wild, wildly accurate uh, you oh, know, sure. weather predictions never are wrong. around here. They're never wrong. Let's try Andy, who's in Plainfield. I think you struck a nerve with the Fields versus Lawrence conversation earlier. I love it. Andy, what's up? You're on, with, uh, you're on Carmen and Yurko Mellor for Carm today. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I, I, Yurko, I love listening to your perspective Thank on you. football. You could talk forever about that. I don't always agree with you, but I love the perspective coming from you. You explain the detail from the player side very well, better than most people. So. I appreciate Chris. that. Thank you. Now, on the Lawrence and Justin, I, I don't know he's better or not better. I'm not, I'm not declaring anything, but I'm saying that I don't think anybody, including you, can say that. What has Lawrence done in two years? He's, the, he's a it passer. Is, not a very good one. He's a throwing quarterback. But well, not a good okay, one. Okay, so you, okay, hold on now. Andy, okay. let me ask you this question. Just real. Of the two okay. quarterbacks, who's the better throwing quarterback? Because if I, I, you're telling me Trevor Lawrence is a poor throwing quarterback, I don't what, think exactly, what exactly would you then say about Justin Fields? I, I don't think – I think they're both outstanding quarterbacks. That's why they were rated so high. You know, right. I wouldn't I say you. that about either of them. But what I would say is that – if you're drafting as a GM, and this is my thought process, Go I ahead. guess, it, you know, you're looking at what they've done. What is what is Lawrence's ceiling? Because we don't know what it is, but you know what we see with, with Fields, and not just his running, we're seeing his throwing is becoming really good. And, and what it really boils down to, too, is the points they're putting up. He may be a passing quarterback, but it's not successful. Now, Justin can't keep running like he is right now. I, I agree, not sustainable, but as everybody keeps saying, he, he keeps accelerating all aspects of his game. And I have not seen that from Lawrence. I haven't. I've, I've seen Fields do that um, from last year to this year, from the first half to the second half, from game to game. Andy, Whether, and, Andy yeah. are, you, are you a Bears fan? Oh, I you, you watch every single Bears game, right? Oh, of course. How many games front to back have you seen of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Probably zero two and yeah no no I've seen two I, I mean, I've seen two games you know, I, I watch some highlights but right, you're right I don't I watch get a lot. you I get you I understand so you see everything that Justin Fields does right everything right. you've seen right. everything that he's done you've yeah, seen yeah, right. only highlights and or lowlights of the of the Jacksonville Jaguars well, well, so hold it's hold hard on, for on, you to be able to judge that isn't no, it no 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 hold on hold on you're talking about something else I told you when I called in here. That I don't know if he is better or not better. I got I'm you. saying if you're drafting him right now, who is putting points on the board? It may be a different style, right? You're right. It's well, a different it's most style. Def- definitely a different style, yes. No doubt. No doubt. It's a different style. But, man, is it points. And as a team, 
you know, if you have an offense, you want the points. Now, now you also have to look at how sustainable is this, again, like I said. But I see Justin's throwing coming, maturing, getting better. His, his throws on a couple of those deep throws, we'd be talking a little different if that pass interference, for example, to Chase Claypool wasn't a pass interference. He hauled it in. And uh, that deep uh, – oh, God, I can never remember that blocking wide receiver we have. Equimini, St. Brown. St. Brown. Thank you. Thank you. He, he had a couple, too. You know, I'm, and between those – the two he had and the one Clay had, I mean, you're talking like 120, 130 yards in two games. You know, so I've seen the development. My only point was I don't know who's better. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't tell you right or wrong. I but you. I don't think you can say that he's a better quarterback and as a GM you're going to draft him. I'd say if you're looking at him, you'd say, you know, Justin's showing me more in both aspects. How, so, many, how many points have the Jacksonville Jaguars scored this year? You, you want me to pull it up here? You got I've it got there? it. No, All I've right. got it. 217. How many points have the Chicago Bears scored this year? 216. So who's putting up more points than who, exactly? Just so I understand. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just trying to understand it. Who's putting up more yeah. points than who? I mean, yeah, well, hold on, hold negligible. On. We, 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 we talked about the first half of the season and the second half oh, of the season. Why don't you look in the last four games? Oh, my Lord. Okay. Uh, all right, Andy. I appreciate the call and the passion. I do I, listen. I, I, listen, you want to tell me that Justin Fields had a better drive than, than Trevor Lawrence did? I, I mean, one could break it down to drives, I guess. I think if that's what they want to do. If anything, what you need to do is take everything that's happened here with Justin Fields and take a deep breath and be able to step back from it to offer a true analysis of what is or what is not happening. I'd ask people to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in a lot of different areas, they throw out the high, they throw out the low, sure. and then they average the yeah. rest. What's, yes, what's the median? You know, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, recently, oh, recently, oh, yeah, okay, in the last four games. Sure. But it's been done mostly by the legs. This is true. And that's not the way quarterbacks do it in this league. Not even Lamar Jackson does that in this league. The league, yes. When Lamar Jackson's doing it, he's doing it with his arm. Then he'll pop a run or two just to have a little bit of fun with you and torment you. Yeah, there's no... The ability to scramble in the run is important. Yes. That's true. And how it can potentially handcuff a defense and the ability. Now it'll be interesting to see... What the Bears do to take advantage of it? Absolutely, because oh. now you know the defenses you. are going to be super focused. And yes, the you know the thirty plus points that they've been putting up over the last four weeks—that's encouraging. Now, can they continue to do it? And to that point, are they concerned about these heavy legs that Justin Fields is telling us about? Can they counteract that? And can Justin Fields now take advantage of you know the opportunities that present themselves when you have you know a nicely designed scheme that has Cole Komet? streaking down the field wide open with no one in range because they're so concerned about stopping Justin Fields and they can't take it. You know, yes, we need to see more of that, and those opportunities hopefully will continue to be there for the Bears. Luke Getze also addressed the media today. He discussed what they're doing to counteract those heavy legs. We'll let you hear what the Bears' offensive coordinator had to say in two short minutes. 